Tropes. I'm Aaron. And I'm Clayton. And I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. We're your hosts. So, this is a big book. We don't have a ton up top to talk about. We're recording it um, in my apartment again because if you listen to last week, we're in the same situation. We just were recording two episodes in one day. That's a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, still pilled up. I'm still pilled up. That hasn't <laughs> gone away. And Legal uh, pills. All legal. All over the counter, too. I didn't even get a script, so... You know, feel bad for me. Anyway, so this week we read Slave to Sensation by Nailini Sang. In an effort to reduce the overwhelming incidence of insanity and serial killing in the Psy population, the Psy Council decided, in the year 1969, to instigate a rigorous program called Silence. The aim of Silence was to condition young Psy from birth. The aim of the conditioning was to teach them not to feel rage. However, The council soon discovered that it was impossible to isolate that one emotion. In 1979, after a ten-year debate over the millions of minds in the Psynet, it was decided to change the aim of silence. Its new mission was to condition young Psy to feel nothing. Not rage, not jealousy, not envy, not happiness, and certainly not love. So it is the first book in her Psy Changeling series. So, And she also has her... um, her newest book from the Guild Hunter series, Archangel's War, which is coming out next week on the 24th. So, you know, things are still coming out. If you like um, this book, you want to try her other series, you can read, you can, now you can read 12 in a row. You don't have to wait. Go for it. Anyway, that's not the book we read. We read uh, Slave to Sensation. And before we jump in, what do you think of the covers? Well, so uh, on the show notes, you have several covers. The one I had was the one in the center, which is... <laughs> you always uh, put the placement, and nobody else sees this. Yes. Um, Lucas is on the cover, who is the uh, leopard changeling. And he is crouched down. He's got that scar, that's, that claw mark on his face that, that we know from the book. And uh, he's like... it. it it's I like it, but it it's very much like fantasy. Yeah, it doesn't smack of romance to me. I would not um, pick this up and be like romance. Correct. Right. So like that's the one thing about it that I'm like I it, there's other ones like the 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 first cover you have there is is I think that's the original a steamy yeah it's very steamy it, it looks like there's even steam there. <laughs> And it's, it's pink and purple. And it's got like a, a very like almost 80s uh, script to it, I know, which I, I really like. It was going to say silk stockings. Yeah, something like that. It's like an erotic like 80s or 90s. Uh, yeah, like sexy show that they don't mm-hmm. make anymore. No, no sexy shows anymore. No. And then the last one, it looks like a knockoff cover. Huh? Like, it just looks like a cover that somebody, like, bootlegged this book and put this cover on it. Because it's just a guy with a slash on his face. Well, three slashes on his face, and he, it's, like, half of his face. I like that. I think that's the sexiest one. Anyway, what was this book about? So, this book was about Sasha, who's a Psy. And Psy's are a group of people who have been taught from birth to not feel any emotion. They restrict their emotions, and if they have emotions, they are killed. 
they are all linked into a common brain. It's kind of like the internet with a bunch of brains in it called Cynet. And in Cynet, you can talk to people telepathically and people can get into your mind, but they have to knock first. Or at least that's kind of the rules. And that's not always the case. Sometimes you can sneak in, uh, but you can hide yourself. Now, the problem with Sasha, it, not necessarily a problem, but to her mind, it's a problem, is that she feels things. She's been hiding that from everybody her whole life, and it's really wearing on her. We get that at the beginning of the book, how, how tortured she is about feeling things. And then you have Lucas, who is a panther changeling. And he is hired by the size to build condos. You did text me and you were like, why is everything always contract negotiation? We'll get into this. Yeah. We'll get into this. So he's building condos. And then the real reason he's taking the job with the Psy is he is trying to find a serial killer who has been killing changelings. This has been happening for a little while. And he knows it's a Psy or thinks it's a Psy because they found bodies and they smelled metallic in the area and size can smell metallic to the changelings. So that's why he's getting in with Sasha. They start to, Sasha starts to have dreams about Lucas that Lucas is aware of and awake in and they mess around in that. And then they uh, team up to find the serial killer and, Surprise, surprise, fall in love. Mm, yes. So that is Broad Strokes, this book. Good job. Thank you. I loved this book because I thought this was the first shifter book that I read that I didn't... He's a changeling. He's a changeling. Okay. This was the... F- uh, yeah, you're right. Well, whatever. It's shifter changeling. We'll call it changeling. There's no difference, right? I don't think so. What is the difference? But it was the first representation of a changeling, or maybe shifter, where I felt like I understood it more. I understood, like, because I think my thing with shifter books in the past, and we have not had great luck, is I just don't get why. I don't understand. And and this is also, like, me not understanding, but not passing on judgment, if this is your thing. Cool. I'm, I am okay. I understand it's something that I'm missing and not something that's missing with these books is I just don't understand the why of it all. Like what the advantages of being a wolf half the time or a Panther. It just doesn't make sense to me. And this was the first time. And I think part of it was too, that there was no humans exist in this world, but we don't interact with any. And I like it that way. I like it. If it's two like supernatural beings, then I'm like, okay, this makes more sense to me than if it's just like a human woman finding out her boyfriend's a Panther half the time. And I would just be like, how what? I don't anyway. So with this, it made a lot more sense. And I thought that she did a really great job with the world building of just giving us enough information without overloading us with facts, even though this was a pretty dense book and it was pretty complicated and there was a lot of things. And I do think that is a little bit the trap of the first book in a series because she has to lay out an entire world and tell a story. It's difficult. And I do think she really pulled it off because I was super engaged with this book the entire time. Like couldn't wait to get a chance to reading 
read it, uh, booked a conference room at work and read it for 20 minutes. You know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Um, in between calls, I have to make a lot of calls for work and then mm. I have dead time in between. So I'm like, I'm reading this book. So you booked a conference room. Did you put down on the reason for it? I wrote slave to sensation. Slave to sensation. <laughs> Aaron L. Slave to sensation. No, I think I wrote calls. Now that's going to be your, it's going to be your nickname at work now is slave to sensation. Mm, I don't yeah. care. Mm, it's a good book. STS. Here she comes. Yep. Slave to sensation. Um, and so I, I really liked it. I liked her. I liked sort of like the allegory of her not being able to express herself and sort of like pushing down the part of herself that she feels most connected to and sort of the idea of also found family and that, you know, the people that raised you don't always know what's best for you. And I think I've seen friends have to like divorce their families and I get it's like a really, really difficult thing to do, but really necessary a lot of the time. You're famously friends with Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. So Mac. Yeah. No, I'm not friends with Macaulay Culkin. I don't know him. Not yet. No, I'm, who knows? Yeah, listen. It could happen. Um, Hi, Mac, if you're out there. Yeah. Not friends who have, like, legally divorced their family, but sort of, like, basically stopped interacting. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you have to. People can be toxic. Even in people that you are blood-related to can also be toxic. Abs- well, it's, yeah, just watch anytime there's a, like... Somebody who dies in a family has real estate. Mm. Just see how family treats each other. Yeah. And then tell me that family is better than friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know that old saying, um, blood is thicker than water? You don't believe it. Well, no. So blood is thicker than water. And everybody thinks that that means blood, like the people it's you more share important. blood with, is more important than water, which equals friendship. No, that's not what the saying is. The saying is... That blood, like blood you spill on the battlefield with your friends, is thicker than water, like when your mother's water breaks when she gives birth to you. So it's the opposite. Wow. Yeah. You just blew my mind. I love that. So now I'm going to say that because that's what I think. You're going to be blood is thicker than water and people will be like, oh, well, we're your friends. And you're going to be like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Don't explain it. I don't explain myself. No, never. <laughs> There's uh, no explanation for me nope. that makes any sort of sense. <laughs> um, so I've thought long and hard about this because I know that I may be breaking a lot of people's hearts here. So I know ve- people are very excited about us reading this book. I have figured out why I don't care for or changeling or shifter books are not for me. Okay. The reason being is that I love, because when we first started this podcast, what did I want? You wanted all the shifters. I wanted all the shifters and I wanted it now. The problem with it is that when an animal is the lead of a pack or they organize or they move around and they're doing pack type activities. It's instinctual. No panther or wolf is talking to each other about the hierarchy of the pack. They're not talking in the sense of the way humans talk. They might be communicating in different ways, body, you know, the way the body moves, the fighting somebody and all these different things. The idea of a human, when they shift into the human and all they talk about is pack dynamics drives me crazy. It bores me and I don't understand. I, I don't like, I'm not a fan of it. What I wanted from a shifter was I wanted 
some dude who's just hanging out. Like what you were saying, he's just a guy who turns into a panther, and it's a fun idea to fuck a dude who was a panther. I don't want to hear about the pack. Like you're going on a date with a guy, and he's just talking about his pack and the dynamics and like, uh, I'm a, a part of the dark, uh, dark sea and this guy and then all this stuff. It's like, just show me those abs. The only pack I want to see is a six pack. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your pack. And I think that's really what it's become for me. That's why I don't like it. I think it's uh, when I read about pack dynamics, I zone out. And this wasn't a lot about pack dynamics, but there was still pack dynamics because that's what I think people want in these and it's just not something that i'm into okay and and i think that i've come to that realization and it saddens me because one of the great things about this podcast is i try to be so open-minded about about everything we read i mean because when we read mpreg as much as we were thinking originally how 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 it could be very goofy i love that book um uh, slow heat and that for some reason, all the rules and regulations did not weigh down the book, but shifter books just get weighed down with the pack dynamics. Mm-hmm. So I, it was an uphill battle for me with this book. Now, I will say, the Psy thing was interesting. Um, I thought the dream sex sequences were super sexy. That was amazing. Like, I was so into that, I thought... Uh, the the description of it, the way that, I mean, just like she seemed very sexy in it, he seemed very sexy in it, and I wanted more of that and less of condo deals. Because that's the other thing about, this combined two things that I don't like in books. Yeah. Is business, talking about business, because why is that sexy that people are in boardrooms? I don't, I think it was used as a device to get them together. Like, I don't think that it was actually, cause like pretty quickly they abandoned it. But it's like, you've got a guy who turns into a Panther and you've got a woman who ha- can connect to a whole, like a hive mind. Uh, and she's holding back her emotions and you have them meet about condos. Well, what do you want them to meet about though? Meet on the street. No, well, then why do they have to keep hanging out if they meet on the street? Meet on a bookstore. An inciting incident. I'm not saying this book is bad. This book is just not for me. Because yeah. it combines things that I just don't find that I need in a romance. It, it's, I, 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 world building is not my favorite thing. You have a very tough time with world building. I just don't need it or want it. I don't read sci-fi. I don't read fantasy. And that's the reason why I don't. Because I... Those worlds, I want a world that's kind of like my world. I, 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 I'm just not, like, I never was a big sci-fi guy. I never was a big fantasy guy. So that's why this, which I think was very, there's some very sexy parts, like when towards the end, he's rubbing his hand on her panties, and then he licks his hand. I was like, that's fucking hot. I love that. But then it was weighted down with all the, well, there's a serial killer and all this stuff. And they tip the hand so early at the very beginning of the book, they write serial killing was a problem with the sigh. So they did this thing. 
why wouldn't they just say violence is a problem with the Psy and then we find out there's a serial killer? Because that's a reveal. You tipped the the hand, you like showed your hand very early in this book, so there was no tension as to what was actually going on. Well, you knew it was a serial killer, but I don't think I knew who the serial killer was. But why even mention serial killing at the beginning? Why not just say Psy's were prone to violence and then this thing happened and... There was less violence, so that's good. But then you figure out that there's all these serial killers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. There's all these serial killers that uh, are in the Psy inner circle that are being covered up and fed victims, which is fucked up. But, like, reveal that. Make that a reveal because that was... That was a reveal, though. It it was a reveal. I think you're being overly harsh. I think that that was, like, foreshadowing, a little heavy-handed foreshadowing, but foreshadowing. I don't remember even that line in there. And then I think when you find out that there are serial killers still and that they're working and that they sort of have a system for dealing with serial killers, like, that was a big reveal to me. That was a surprise to me. I get what, like, I acknowledge everything you're saying. You hear me. I hear you. (laughs) Listen, I have a degree in peace and conflict resolution. We can really work this out. I didn't know that. Yeah. Was that your major or minor? Uh, I was a double major, so that was one of them. Look at that. I smart. Well, I majored in communications. And you were so good at it. Look at how well you're communicating now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well done. We're both using our degrees. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so. What if I had a degree in business? How ironic would that be? I almost went into business. I almost went into business. You would have been so bad at business. Thank you so much. Um, Because you hate it so much. Yeah. Not because you're not smart or something. It's created uh, by people to make uh, finding your basic needs more difficult. It creates a maze instead of like, let's have shelter, let's have food, and then let's just... Read books. Read books and and discover the universe. Mm -hmm. Right, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, capitalism. Are you getting down with what I'm throwing down? <laughs> I don't know. I forget what I was saying. You were saying like it. you understand my qualms. I understand your qualms. I do think, I mean, at the beginning when it was boardroom stuff, I was also a little bit like rolling my eyes. But I do feel like they move away with, from that pretty quickly. And that is clearly just a device to get them together, which I appreciate. It's hard. And then, especially because it's like, she's supposed to be so isolated and he is the alpha of his pack. So it's like, it's not like they would have really ever interacted except for this thing. Um, and then, um, with the serial killer thing, I don't, that was like, I don't know. I thought that was like an interesting aspect. And a lot of the relationship was based off of the serial killer. Cause part of it, again, spoiler, we do spoil the books here. So you should have read it. I say Read it. It's very well written. I, I say read it if it's your thing. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Um, but it sort of also put a time crunch on anything because basically she, once they tell her like there's a serial killer, it's a sigh, she agrees to go into the sigh net, which is like kind of difficult for her. It's a big energy expenditure. and She shadows, which I thought was cool. All of, like, the spy, all of the side nets that was really cool. So it's basically like her mind walking really close behind the other mind. And then when the other mind turns around she has to go to the other side yeah no all of the sign stuff for like also me not loving science fiction was really cool and i really like any time we spent there i was like oh this is like really fun to imagine and this is really well done but i think um so she basically needed to go and set a trap for 
um, the serial killer so they could find out who it was. But also basically after that, she would have to drop out of this side net because uh, they would realize that she had these emotions and that she sort of did this betrayal. And then when that happens, you become basically brain dead. Yeah, nobody has ever survived, or at least that she knew of, dropping out of Cynet. Yeah. So they know that there's eight days that these um, women are being tortured. So there was a time limit on her basically going on a suicide mission. And I thought that also like heightened all the stakes too, because he didn't want her to go. He didn't want her to do it. He didn't care that it meant this woman was going to die and that probably other women would die, which you, if you're in love with somebody, obviously they're the most important person to you and they're the only person you're thinking of. Body count doesn't matter when you're in love. (laughs) He says that to her. (laughs) He's like, you're worth a thousand people, which is very sweet. And then she as sort of like, once she's discovered this emotion and she's sort of been able to live fully as herself for a few days, she's like, uh, this was wonderful and I can go out on this high. But, you know, like Seinfeld did. Oh, see, now you're talking my language. <laughs> um, did you see my mind wandering and then you said Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> so I liked the serial killer plot. I think pretty early on, it's easy to figure out who the serial killer yeah, is. Yeah. It's not necessarily like a giant reveal. It's not a whodunit. I mean, it is a whodunit, but it's not... Um, a scream type, we're looking at everybody's boots under the stall kind cool. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't get that reference? No, from? I don't get that oh. reference. How, how many times a year do you watch Scream? Because <laughs> I'm up to like five or six. Jesus. Well, I love the Scream movies, and um, th- it's weird because I'm not a huge horror movie guy. Like, all my friends love horror movies. I watch them and I enjoy them, but this, I will, you know how people like watch The Office or Friends? I'll check in with my friends uh, in the Screamcast. Give me some Nev Campbell. Give me some David Arquette. Give me some Courtney Cox. But in like a Scream version. Like I will, if I'm feeling bummed, I will watch Scream. Okay. I'm happy you have that for yourself. Does that make me sick? No. Okay. It's a great band. People love it. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. And Matthew Lillard is, he's just amazing in mm. that. I love Matthew Lillard just, just as a actor and a person. But in that movie, he is sensational. That is some... A plus scenery chewing. Yeah. I mean, we're on a tangent. But what I liked, what I liked about the serial killer is that he cut everybody the same way 36 times. Yeah. Every time. And it, it never sadistic. changed. Cause, and then that's how they knew he was Psy. Because no, no, no changeling or regular human, which we never meet, uh, could have the patience to do that or the precision to do that. Yeah, and he was apparently doing tests on her. The third book is The Survivor, her story. Oh, okay. Which I w- want to read. Um, is it called Slave to Survival? No, that okay. would be an awful title. <laughs> Just I don't, spitballing. Yeah, I don't know what the title is. I'm sorry, it's book three. Okay. It's Brenda's book. <laughs> Brenda's song. Also, <laughs> Jesus. What? Well, I think that, also, what about that? That's a good title. Yeah. Romance novel titles are always very difficult, especially in a series. They're always like kind of puns and so close to each other that it is like, uh, I don't know. Just put someone's name and then song after it. And you're like, this is a weeper. This book's going to be weeper. If it's like Aaron's song, I'd be like, oh shit, what happened to Aaron? Annie's song. I think that's a book. Brian's song is a movie. Oh, that's the football one. Yeah. And people cry. Clayton's song. Think about that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little weak. Because my name is bad. <laughs> no, you have a great name. Clayton is a perfect name. Gumbert like song. What, the Gumbert song. <laughs> Man, then now yeah, we're wading into strange territory. Yes. Um, 
so yeah. So I, the serial killer stuff I really liked, it was very interesting. As uh, I've said in previous episodes, I have pulled back from all my true criming. And so this was a fun, like, little dip back in. Um, and I thought it was really sexy. And also, I didn't, I feel like with all of the other books that we've read that are um, supernatural, they're all sort of like faded mate style. And I didn't feel like they were faded mates. It did feel like they were people who had an instant attraction to each other, very physical attraction to each other. But the sort of romance of it definitely came a little bit slower, which I also appreciated as just something different. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when, when they, it's animals, they usually immediately say, you're mine, you're mm-hmm. mine. And that ruins some of the tension of will they, won't they, even though we all know it's going to be happily ever after, we still can put that out of our mind to know how, to see how it's going to happen. Yeah. And it, to have it more organic is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it felt like they fell in love with each other, like personality and a little bit more slow, even though this book does take place basically over eight days. Mm-hmm. But it, for the book, it felt like, you know, they were falling in love with the actual person instead of just being like, oh, we have, are predestined to be together. Like, I didn't feel like that was necessarily true. Um, they decided to be together, which I think is, like, also more romantic than if they were, like, placed together. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I thought it also, it was it was a great book. I really loved, too, that she basically, when she dropped out of the sign net, she connected to him, which at first she thought, um, was going to be too draining. And after a few months, basically he would die. And she was really mad because she tried to not connect to him and basically just let herself die. And he didn't let her. He reached out to her. And mm-hmm. It turns out because he is the alpha of this pack, they are also all connected too. And so like they get, she gets energy that way. So, so she could uplink to him. Yeah. Which is very sweet. And it was like a different Wi-Fi. It was like, it was like Lucas's Wi-Fi. Because I kind of feel like Lucas wouldn't have a fun name for his Wi-Fi. He, he wouldn't call it FBI surveillance fan, which is what <laughs> everyone does, thinking they're so clever. And I'm like, they're mil- everyone does this. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah. It would just be Lucas's Wi-Fi. <laughs> it would be Alpha, alpha Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was also a really great allegory for getting in a relationship as a damaged person. Like, she was definitely basically abused mentally growing up. She wasn't allowed to be her true self. She didn't get affection anywhere. And she was somebody, we find out she's like an empath sigh. And so for her, emotions are really, really important. And she was so starved of that, that when you are that kind of person and then you start dating somebody, you can get nervous that you're going to drain them and that your problems are going to be too big for them and that that'll ultimately be the demise of the relationship. That person won't die, but that's a feeling that it's easy to have when you are somebody going to a relationship, if you have had a more difficult past. And I thought it was a really great way of showing it. Like he never was nervous about it. And then it was sort of like, no, and I have my own support system. And that's how we get through the world is everybody supports each other. And she, that she was connected. She, she's actually more of an allegory for the internet because all the sci are connected, but it's not a true connection. Mm-hmm. It is uh, only for purposes that aren't empathetic or intimate. It's false connection. I do think it was well written. I do think it was sexy, but it's very much a book that is not for me because of those elements that I previously like she stated. She basically, there is not 
Because I think this is one of the best that we've read. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like, if this changing isn't for you, then it changings are, are not, not for are you. not for me. I like the way that they were also talking about with the... Because I feel like a lot of the other ones that we've read have been a lot about like... She, they shift and then they run in the panther. But this was sort of like that they were two entities within his body and sort of the panther was also reacting to things that he could feel. And I was like, okay, well, I understand that a little bit better. Yeah. Then you are still yourself as a panther and you're still yourself as a person. That's probably why it's a changing, not a shifter. Yeah. Because it, sh- it seems like a shifter stays the same personality-wise between the, you know, the, the, the shifting and a changeling is two distinct things that occupy the same space that's probably not completely accurate but that's how it felt right yeah do you know growing up my mom used to tell me i was a changeling but that was like a slam she used to say when i was acting bad she was like the fairies must have taken my daughter where's my daughter oh okay and i would be like i am your daughter she'd be like no you're aaron mcfarren and she's a fairy child so when did you drop out of Sinet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm linked up to Pat now. He can't leave me. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I have my own energy around the word changeling. Yeah, I see that. Um, and you still like this, though. I loved this book, genuinely. Like, I want to keep reading these books. I thought it was really well done. I, I mean, I do love Love Against a Clock, I think, is a trope that I'm obsessed with. I love that trope. I love that. The That sounds cool. Yeah, because for them, it was like... Anytime that they're like, just this night, we have to be together, and then never again. I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, that's sexy. The dream sex was amazing and was such a great way of handling the obstacle of like her basically not have... She obviously has sexual desire, but like how repressed it would actually have to be. Um, she was so... It was... I was so excited that he was uh, present, actually present in the dreams. Yeah, because you see from his point of view the first two times, which is also brilliant, and I love that aspect too. She says, like, she wanted to, she, like, I guess as Sai, you're able to control your dreams a little bit, or you're not supposed to dream. No, they're not you supposed to dream. She, you're not supposed to dream, but she does, but she lies and says that she doesn't. And then she specifically was like, I want to dream about Lucas. And then, like, he's actually there, and they, like, have a dream together. And she was wearing lace panties in the dream, you're even though she wasn't really, I was in the lace panties, yeah. <laughs> that was super hot. All white too. Uh, you into the white. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the sex scenes were incredibly sexy. I I really loved it. It was a very tactile book too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because the panther. I mean, they're very tactile as people. There was also the scene with the cubs was very cute when they're biting on her boot, mm-hmm. and she lets uh, she lets the cub do it, and then uh, talks to its mind and says, "Hey, go away. You're going to be in trouble." And uh, that's one of the ways Lucas was like, this isn't a normal sigh. Because a normal sigh would not let a cub, like, chew on the boot. Mm-hmm. And that was really cute, little cubs running around. I like that. I mean, I did not, like I said, it's a good book if you're into, you know, condo development and changelings. Then well, we loved the real estate and playing house. I, I, but we didn't get into the... We don't do construction. We don't do construction. No. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the business transaction. People in a boardroom, I'm out. You hate business people. I, I don't hate business people. I, 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 business has taken over people's lives in such a way that it is, like, it's, it's too much. You should have a job. You should have a passion. You should have a career. I'm not saying anybody who does that is wrong or bad. It's not a fantasy for you. It's not a fan. No, 
being in a suit at a high-powered job is not a fantasy for me. For some women, they want a guy like that. I'm just not that guy. No. I mean, you look at me now. When you look at me and how how my, my hairstyle and the facial hair, I look like a sheepdog. A young Jeremiah Johnson. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> but you, don't put a suit on this. No, it, would, it wouldn't look right. No, it wouldn't look right. Is there anything else? No, I just, I do... I, I always feel bad when I don't love a book because I go into every book wanting to love it. And I really went into this being like, this is the one I'm not going to let anybody down here. And I feel like I let people down by not yeah. liking these, this, this book. And, and I don't want to say not liking is, is too harsh. Actually. It's just not for me. It is a great book for what it is. You had a good experience when it wasn't talking about condos or serial killers, but I get sidetracked. Like when that, when the beginning was like that, I it, it made the rest of the book hard for me to stay connected to, even though now that we're talking, there were so many moments that I really liked. I think I couldn't get over my blocks from the beginning. That, that I think, was the, the issue for me. Yeah. And there were also, like, two really great fleshed-out real characters, which I think sometimes with shifters and the sci-fi ones, it can be too much about the powers and the world and everything. And you don't really know who they are as people. They're just sort of like ciphers. And I think this, they felt like real people with real issues and shit. They were trying to get through in order to be together in a way that was really, um, every day and was really sort of, you know, you know, something that the part that you could relate to. But then at the end, don't the size still <laughs> after she drops out and her mom, covers for her uh, for dropping out of Sinet. She takes up with the changelings, but the Sai are still having him build the condos, correct? I don't know what happened with the deal. Okay, because I think they mentioned that the, the, it's still a go, because these condos need to be built. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. you had, Maybe you read it more closely than I did when it came to business things, because I don't remember that. I didn't care about that. I was invested in the condos, I guess. You were. You were really invested in the condos. I was, I, I think whenever they were talking about the condos and, like, the wolves and the who was going to live there, I would just sort of, like, went to my house. I just didn't really pay attention. Yeah. So, so like, it's business, 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 business. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then I, like, would pick up once it started talking about emotions See, then why did I, what is it about me that I focused on the things I I didn't like about the book and not the things I really liked. I think that's something I need to work on then because if I'm, if I'm singling out the things that made me not enjoy it as much as I should, like this might be like how I approach life and I need to stop doing it because if I'm just focusing on the things I dislike about my environment, I'm missing the things that I could love about it. Cause I think we both had the same issues with it. I don't like condo talk. Okay. I don't like all of the intricate dynamics of the pack. I didn't feel like there was very much of this. I feel like she did a really good job of having it be enough so we understand what's going on, who everybody is, what the situations are, but not so much that I'm like, oh, yeah, we get it. Okay, this is fine. And then it's the alpha. And mm -hmm. da, da, da. I, I thought she did a great job with just enough so you sort of like get your bearings and then you get to fill in a lot on your own mind, which I think is good. And I think that's also a hard, difficult thing for a, a author to do. Um, but I also, so I think we both, I'm going to say, I think we both like the book. 
<laughs> well, this book is a very important step in my development as a person. I know. If you did have a therapist, you would have to bring this book to them. Maybe I would just give them this episode to listen to. I think that could just be easier for everybody. Because now all therapists are text-based now, right? You just text That's your therapist insane. now. Do you remember when that was like a Lisa Kudrow's like, web series? Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, everything's now, teledoc now. Yeah, it's insane. And so, do you don't think Russia has all of our therapy sessions? Mm. Not mine, because... You go in person. Yeah. You gotta. I'm looking at this woman in her face. You look right in her face, look in her <laughs> eyes, and you just stare. And you say, here's my deal. Fix me. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> That's what you do with a therapist, right? It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. You yeah. try to be as difficult as possible. It helps the process. So here's what I'm going to do. This is what I learned from this book. When I go in the subway, instead of looking at the person who is completely spread across with all their bags and stuff, listening to the person who somehow believes that playing music very loudly without headphones, with their iPhone, is appropriate for a public area. I'm going to single in on two people who might be just starting to date, and they're having that they're coming from a fun date. Mm -hmm. They're not sure really where this is going to go, but right now they're feeling like, I want to be close to this person. How close can I be to this person that it's appropriate? Do they want me to be sitting so close? Should I give them a little bit of space? Like, can I hold their hand? I'm going to focus on that kind of stuff, the positive things that are happening. Like somebody who has a new baby who's like, this is the first time I've been somewhere with the baby, and the baby's sleeping. I don't want anybody to wake up the baby. This asshole with the iPhone is, is maybe going to wake oh, the baby. Oh, no, see, now we're Okay, sorry, now, I did. Now we right? going bring negative, it, so bring it back, bring no, it back. No, just focus Newborn on the baby. Newborn baby, the, the smell baby. of his head, the yeah. smell of his head. Well, She's don't smelling. smell his head unless you have the permission of the mom. No, 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 she's smelling the head. Oh, she's smelling. Okay, she's yeah. allowed. Yeah, yeah. She's smelling the head and she's being like, I did this. Mm-hmm. This is a part of me, you know? And this, my life in the big city, I wonder what it's going to be like raising a kid in this city. That's exciting. Those are things I'm going to focus on. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this book. I think that's, yeah. I, I, there was so much about this book that I really loved and want to keep reading. And she's obviously like a brilliant and talented writer oh i think she's a great writer yeah and it's so sexy it is insanely sexy it's one of the sexier books we've read recently. squirm worthy mm-hmm. okay um yeah so do you have any more notes on the book emotional breakthroughs Should no i think that's it list? i think that's enough for this session thank yeah. you so much for seeing me <laughs> it'll be just a 60 dollars copay cool can i just text you next time so the big question even though he's a changeling would you fuck him I would fuck Sasha. Oh, yeah. She'd be wearing all white lace G- panties. Gotta, gotta. Even though she's not allowed to in life, that was her own fantasy. <sighs> I love that. Um, I would fuck Sasha, not Lucas. Okay, that's crazy. I just don't... I feel like he would still talk about the pack too much. Like, I think like, you need to reread this book and see how little they talk uh, about but, the pack. But, but the thing is, is like, one of my things with dating people is that one of the... One of the downsides of dating somebody is that you then are also dating their, if you, if it gets serious, you're also dating their extended family, right? Which for me, I would, we're adding to my perfect girlfriend, uh, English accent or Australian accent, um, nurse or doctor, um, veterinarian that is then going to, of course, become a doctor because that is the steps that you take (laughs) according to the new species world, which Mm -hmm. we 
live in. Yeah, the new species timeline has started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are in that divergent timeline. <laughs> the sliding doors we got in the subway. Now we're in that uh, that timeline. So, also, what I would add is, does not talk to their family, or oh at my least, God. at least, like extended family. Like I'm meeting a cousin. Sorry, I'm out. Right, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, maybe a cool uncle or aunt. Otherwise, don't want to meet a cousin. Don't want to meet a nephew. Second cousins, are you crazy? You shouldn't even know them. So that's ad, That's an ad thing. So I do think it'd be too much pack talk for me. In bed. Yeah, as soon as, no, afterwards. Because yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, you know, we just got done having sex, right? Uh, I got railed real good. <laughs> <laughs> I got railed real good. And then he starts talking about, did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Well... This alpha did that. And I'd just be like, oh, my God, will you just shut up? Let me just look at those abs, you know? Like, let me see those pecs. I, I, that, that, I think, would be an issue with me and Lucas. Okay. But Sasha, 100%. I think I'd be down for it. Yeah. Now, I, do I even have to ask? Would you fuck them? Yeah, fuck them both. You'd fuck them both? Yeah. Sasha seemed really sexy and also, like, into sex, mm-hmm. even though she had to hide it. Um, and yeah, Lucas Eaton taught as fuck. Yeah, I would, I would have sex with them both. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Exceedingly fair. <laughs> All right. We'll do Goodreads list. There's a lot. Whoa. There's 12 pages. I did not write down all 12. Okay. I did write down a significant amount because a lot of them were funny. Okay, do it. All right. Let's get started. It's my favorite part of the show. All right. First, hot shapeshifter romances. I, I, so what's the difference? Is it a changeling or a shapeshifter? Or are they... I think it's all the same. Just in her world, they're called changelings. Great. Then yes, it was very Unless, hot. Obviously, very hot. if you do, if there is a difference that's significant, email us. Let us know. We'll read it out. You know, we want because I don't know. I'm just a virgin. Yep. Uh, so you love a bad boy or tortured hero? Tortured because of boy. his family history. Yeah, them all getting murdered. Yeah, ruthless. This is a very violent book. It's very violent. Um, uh. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad boy. He's an alpha, but not a bad boy. Yeah, I think, or a tortured hero. I think he's so, tortured. So, stay on the list. Best shapeshifter werewolf rogue books. Not a werewolf. He's a, a panther, shapeshifter. a shapeshifter, I guess. This is fine. I feel like werewolves don't have control over it, and that's a difference. Yes. And like, they're, they, it's, it's a lunar thing. Yeah. So, so, yes, on the list, but let's tighten up with the titles of these lists. Okay. They can't be just so broad. Books with the hottest sex. Yes. Bad boys meet the virgins. He's not a bad boy, but, but he she met a is a virgin. Yes. So yes, and this th- this is when one of those that is a very broad. We've had this several times. This list must be encyclopedic. Yeah. Um, so stays on the list. Yes. Best faded mates romance. Your love was meant to be. I don't think it was faded mates. Not faded mates the way we know it. I mean, faded the way that some people think where they were faded to meet about the condos. Because um, why otherwise would they faded get condos. together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faded condo development um, should be that list. So I would say take it off the list, please. Best romance with force arranged marriage mating bonding list. Was it forced? I don't think so. I say off the list. Take it off the list. Non-Caucasian protagonist in science fiction, fantasy, horror, and paranormal romance. Um, yes. 
Scars are sexy. Books with imperfect, disfigured, disabled heroes. Yes, we did not talk about he has like a slash scar on his face. Sexy. From, yeah, so that is sex. Scars are sexy. The Craven yes. effect. Yeah. We love and a face scar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Someone please scar me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> scar me, baby. <laughs> Stare Craven, Lucas Hunter, yeah. Tina Fey. I mean, come on. What a trio. That's, that's the best trio. Um, I'd read that book. Oh, yeah. Sequel to Bossy Pants. Mm-hmm. Bossy No Pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this insane list again. Monogamy's DNA. Monogamy is <laughs> genetic and impossible to avoid If ro- in romance novels. Can Guess I... where it is on this list, though. Number two? One. Yes. It's number one out of 244. Can a Goodreads list be a manifesto? <laughs> this one is working at it. <laughs> that is written in lipstick on a mirror somewhere. Uh, yeah, it they says are on the monogamous. List. If you created that list, <laughs> we want to talk to you. We will interview you. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. For a long time. We want to know why. Over the phone, though. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah. want you to know where we are. Yes. From an undisclosed location. <laughs> on the sign at. Mm, yeah, we will interview you on the sign at. <laughs> All right, favorite favorite couples. Not my favorite couple should be on the list for the per- person who made that list. Yes, right. It's everyone's choice. I would say this is one of my favorite couples because it's not inaccurate because some person thinks that it's their favorite. So that's that's something that is not a fact. So therefore, they're yes, it's th- subjective. It's, a, it's a subjective. It's their opinion. So yes, stay on the list. This list is just called. I'd hit that. Yes, that is a great list. If you made that list, we will tell you where we are. Come hang in person. Yeah, that's so funny. All right, <laughs> I'd hit that. It's such a great. Well, I want to know what's all on that list. I'm gonna look that up. I later. know. Maybe we should just read that list. Yeah, we should pick a list and read everything on it. I have to be like a not a. Mm, yeah. I immediately regret it as I say it. We're not doing that. It depends on what. The, if it's I'd hit that, we'll have to at least give it a look. Yeah, cat shifters, feline aliens, and cat companions. Don't know why aliens thrown in there. I know it's a broad list, but yes, stays on the list. Books that should be made into movies. Yeah, I could see this being a movie, but nowadays it'd probably be a uh, a TV series. Yeah, more money. Yeah. Wonderful books with awful covers. Agreed. I don't think it's an awful cover. I, I think I it's a misleading cover. I think if we lined up all the covers, this would be towards the bottom of the list. Yeah, I could see that. Mm, off the list. Yeah. Well, all right. Wait, no. Is they uh, said awful colors. I'm on the list. Sorry, yeah. sorry. On the list. I just love throwing things off the list. I know you do. I get so power hungry. Out. I get so power hungry. Um. Oh shit. Okay. Wait. Um. Romances featuring psychic heroes, heroines. Yes. She's not necessarily psychic, though. Like she can't see the future. <laughs> I guess they're, yeah, you're right. Psychic is more seeing the future. They, telepathic is what they were looking for. Yeah. So off the list. Lists of romance and sci-fi books with interesting mating rituals from other humanoid species. Species. I love a Goodreads list that starts with saying it's a list. <laughs> it has list in there. We know it's a list. It's, a, it's on Goodreads and it's a list. Um, but yes. I didn't, what was their unusual mating other than in the dreams? I think so. Okay. Yeah. If it's, Dr- if this it's is that our first dream. It's our first dream. Like th- this is our first, like, cause it was telepathic sex. Yeah. Okay. This is our first one of those. You're right. Okay. He's a lover and a fighter. True. 
A heal, a healing touch, healers and romance. Well, yeah, there's a healer, definitely, yeah. Well, there was a healer, but she was also like she would take people's emotions. That was part of being an empath, and she would like take them on herself and sort of like. Because she took Dorian's right, yeah, and it was that was actually really great. So I like this book because <laughs> she took it from him and took it home with her, and then was so exhausted from it, and he felt balanced afterwards. Book series that I'd like to become TV shows. We just I said think this it. would be a fun TV show. Yeah, I would watch it. Fated to be mated werewolves, not fated mates, and not werewolves. Off the list. Sweetest alpha heroes. Yeah, I think he was sweet. And he was definitely an alpha, but he was like a, yeah. he was Not an alpha hole. No, he was very like sweet and kind. Odd couples, opposites attract and paranormal romance novels. Well, they were completely different, I guess, species, you could yeah. say. And he was very tactile. She was very not tactile at first, wanted to be tactile. So I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personality wise, though, they were pretty compatible from the jump. Um, favorite emotional roller coaster books. Did you go on a roller coaster with his book? Yeah. Okay. You you just condo wise. At the end you were like, oh good, they're still making the condo. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, head over heels, heroes who fall first and hard for their heroine. I love that. Yeah. He he felt like he was in love with her pretty quick. He loved her scent. He loved her scent, and then I think it was also once he saw her with the cubs, he was like, oh fuck yeah, it's on. Yeah, let's do this. Female leads in UFPF who have are charismatic or empaths. Urban fantasy, mm-hmm. paranormal fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good job. Go. Thank you. And also on the list. She's an empath. On the list, yes. Because we are sick, sad, paranormal addicts. <laughs> yes, on the Judgment list. Judgment of themselves. Yes. I, I think that's a little bit of like self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. If you really do think you're sick and sad... You're not. Text someone. Text mm-hmm. text a professional. Yeah. Because that's what you do now. Uh, different couple species in paranormal. Yes. Insecure heroine and possessive hero. Insecure in the sense of she was afraid to be found out. Yeah. I think she had a lot going on internally. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Hot guys uncovers making me my... Uh, hot guys uncovers making my heart beat fast. No. Well-written, male-female, steamy romance with little or no BDSM. Yes. Well, changing side, male-female, yeah. Um, (laughs) Connected through dreams. Yes. And then this one, because my back is hurting and I am scared to laugh, but it is just (laughs) called Not Gonna Happen. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean, not gonna happen? I don't know what's not happening. She's not reading the book? Or they're not reading the book? is it like this can't happen in real life is what I, I was like i didn't know what it was it was so strange not gonna happen exclamation point <laughs> this person takes time to is this what because this is what i need to stop doing yeah is going through lists of books and putting books they're not going to read into a list called not going to happen that's so strange let's focus on you need to make a list called i'd hit that yeah that's a person who needs an Fine, I'd, hit I'd hit that, that. list yeah. yeah and then make that list don't be like me Mm-mm. and focus on things that are not, not going to happen. Seems like the kind of thing I do, <laughs> but no, the person not going to happen. I'd say, come on the podcast, but they'd be like, no, it's going to be too much travel and blah, blah, blah. I don't like the sound of my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, books, which will blow your head away. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess. 
books that should be made into HBO type series. So HBO type series, like <laughs> I mean, a TV series. Yeah, they want prestige. Yeah, they want. Pre- I you know make it prestige. Let's yeah. see who's writing it. Let's see who they get as the showrunner. Hire us, obviously. Uh, please. Yes. So we have to say it every episode. We come as a duo, so you. No, we pay we have separate contracts. So. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Not a writing team. Not a writing team. Separate paychecks. Best books involving forbidden love. Yes. Yes. Romances with great world building. Yeah, I mean, they, there was world building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Clayton. What are your tropes? Not gonna happen. <laughs> um, lovers from different worlds. Serial killer. Changeling. Shifter. Panther shifter. Pax. Bad mom. She's a bad mom. Oh, she's an awful mom. Her mom was Oh, no, I think her mom also did as much as she could with the tools that she was given. Okay. But to her, mm-hmm. it, it's a bad mom. It was ultimately a bad relationship. Yes, bad relationship with a mom. Yeah. Mind reading. Dream sex. Those are my tropes. Yay. What are your tropes? Uh, two species in love, alpha heroes, love against the clock. Mm-hmm. Shape-shifting hero, uh, heroine is a healer, paranormal romance, if you love me, you'll die, dream fucking, soulmates. Cool. There you go. Soulmates, not faded mates. I think they were soulmates. Very specific. Yes, that is the difference. Um, So, Clayton, what has you swooning this week? Well, I'm still swooning about uh, (laughs) (laughs) BH90210. Um, but that's for, uh, the previous podcast. Yeah. It's still a great show. Um, the, um, I'm going to swoon about something that our mutual friend has made. It's a little podcast called um, Ellie and the Wave. Yes. Aaron Rose Chan. Former guest. Former guest and hopefully future guest. Sure. Right. Uh, wrote a narrative podcast that stars Natalie Morales who you'll know from, uh, she was on Parks and Rec. She was uh, on a show called Abby. She was also on a show called uh, The Grinder, which was hilarious that Fred Savage was in. Did oh, you, yeah. Did you not like the show? Rob Lowe. Great show. Um, so the, the concept of, of it is there's a wave that's coming and destroying all digital content. So everybody's photos and videos and everything like that uh, is going to be wiped out. So... Mm-hmm. There's no, this is in the future, so there's no real paper trail of any of this stuff. So people's lives are just being devastated by losing all their history. So it's the, uh, Ellie is the lead character. Ellie Leaf yeah, is the lead character. Yeah, she stole my last name. Yeah. Uh, is Consensually, she texted me, she asked me if she could, and I said yes. Yeah, she knows a great name when she hears it. Mm-hmm is recording it on analog tapes and going through her uh, pictures and her videos and recording it so that she has uh, kind of a history that she can look back on. It's hilarious. It's also very moving, too, because the character is very cynical, but also you can see that there are wounded heart, which I'm totally into. Catnip for you. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Morales, the lead, gives a great performance. She's really funny. And uh, it's it's it's... It's great because you can hear Aaron's voice too. It's uh, it's very much like how how she speaks and stuff too, which was really funny. And like I laugh out loud listening to it. Um, 
you can download it uh, on wherever you find your podcasts. Rate and subscribe. Five stars only, please. Um, so, you know, I've mentioned a few other people who've had podcasts uh, on the uh, on this uh, on this as like swoons, and it's so cool to see like all my friends making really cool, fun stuff, especially in the podcasting realm, because you know we're big podcast fans here, and we we love this this just kind of way to communicate. So definitely check it out. It's called Ellie and the Wave and it's available anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So download it now. Yes. Awesome. That's a great one. Erin, what are you swooning about? So I was uh, conflicted on to swoon about this or not because it is a romance series and we might, we will probably do one of these books, but so it is a Kerrigan Burns Victorian rebel series. I've alluded to them before. I'm obsessed with these books. Her, the newest one in the series just came out and it's called how to love a Duke in 10 days. She has very punny titles. The other, another one is called the Duke with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Um, and so this also is starting a new series while also being in this series. So it's wonderful. Um, and I love all of these books so much. She does such a great job of, they're all very like tropey and soapy and dramatic, but also really funny and really well done. Also, she has no qualms about just like killing bad guys, which I just find hilarious and wonderful where like, they'll be like, Oh, I don't, we don't know what to do about this person. He's so awful. And then one of the heroes will just be like, Oh no, I fucking, I uh, murdered him. Too like it's <laughs> fine. So we don't cool. got to worry about it. I love that. And so the books don't really ever go the way you think. Cause you think you're going to be fighting this baddie for a long time. And then he's dead by the end of the first act. Um, <laughs> And I, I just love these books so much. They are phenomenal. If you haven't read them, read them. So the first one is called The High Women. I love it. It's really good. It's a great place. It's jumping off place. Um, so that book is great. And then there's also The Highlander, which is really good, which is all about like this Scottish guy. And this woman is hiding from her husband. So she has to go up and pretend to be a maid or pretend to be a, a governess to his children. And so it's like a really fun, tropey thing. Um, the Duke with the Dragon Tattoo is amazing. It's a he's a pirate king. We'll probably do that one actually because it's like just wild. Um, I'm getting very excited. Yeah, the Hunter is great, and it's about this guy who is like the best assassin in London goes to kill this woman and then ends up falling in love with her instead. I want to read that one. Yeah. So I love them all. We'll do one of them, I'm sure, pretty soon. It sounds like Clayton's going to start demanding a few of them pretty soon. So I'm demanding one next month. Okay, next month we'll do one. And Not we- demanding, asking politely. <laughs> we were going to do again the magic. Oh, are you serious? Oh, we, we can't do them in the same month. That'd be too crazy because they're too similar. Mm. Similar in, like, their historicals. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But... Coming up probably before the new year, we're going to be reading a vic- at least one Victorian Rebel. I imagine probably more. They're so good. So I'm excited. Don't wait for us to announce we're doing it. Start reading them now. You won't be disappointed. They are the most fun books. I love them so much. Um, so that's my Zoom. Great. So Aaron, where can they find us? Um, so if you want to email us your favorite Victorian Rebel book, if you have one, any other suggestions, thoughts, what's the difference between a changeling and a shifter and a werewolf? You can email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at uh, Learning Tropes, and we are on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. We also on Facebook have our Learning the Tropes Troop, which is our group where we talk about books that are coming up and different things, and it's really fun. And um, yeah, and yeah rate, review, fun. and subscribe as always.
Yep. Yeah, it helps people find us. We know it's annoying. Do it now while you know you're looking at the podcast in your hand and you're thinking, oh, what am I going to listen to next? Just take a moment, a beat, and just review us. And the thing about that is, I know there's a lot of people who might be review shy because they don't know what to write. They might be nervous about writing something. We love all reviews, no matter what they say. As long as they're positive, obviously. If it's not positive, go to a podcast you like and rate that positively. But just star review. Five stars. We love it. It, it gets us out there. It gets us more listeners. And that's what we want. We want to spread the love. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves romance. And that's what we're trying to do. So the more reviews we get, the more people we can get to. Also, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. Go on sign it. Go on sign it. Tell the council. Let everyone know. <laughs> let the council know. Um, all right. And so next week we are reading The Deal by Elle Kennedy. It is a hockey romance. It's been recommended to us a million times. So we are very, very excited to get on that one. Um, and we will 